Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangi, producer Matthew, intern Bryson. Tennessee falls in Gainesville last night, and it was not pretty. It was not a pretty game to watch at all. Tennessee could not get anything going offensively. Um, I think we had at least two scoring droughts in the first half and one really bad one down the stretch that affected our overall uh, overall morale. I mean, let's call it like it is. I mean, when you're not making shots and nobody's confident in what they're doing, you're not going to make shots. Okay, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a quality shot. It doesn't matter if it's a bad shot. You know, if you are not making shots, you go into a shooting slump. And if you're struggling with your shot, we want you to get out of that funk. We want you all to do well. Like, that's the thing. And that's something that I want to stress more than anything to everybody listening is that we want Tennessee to do well. We want to go 40-0 every year. We know it's not going to happen. And that's why at some point you have to be realistic about what's going on. Last night's loss, call it what it is, it might be a quad one loss. To me, a garbage 12-9 Florida team that just whips up on you, that is not – that's a terrible loss. And especially the way we lost. Shooting 29% from the field, 20% from three. Can't complain about our free throws. Made 11 out of 12. Zakai Ziegler, I think he finished with 15. And Olivier had 11-9. and nine. But Colin Castleton. That guy did whatever he wanted and more to us last night. He absolutely just dominated the paint, dominated down the stretch. There was no stopping him. And then my question to that is, who are we going to put on him? Why didn't we have somebody on him that could manhandle him? Why are we not doing that? Well, I mean, you've got two two simple solutions to the Castleton problem. I mean, you see it all the time in the NBA. If a guy's in drop coverage like that because they don't respect bigs like Euros because they can't shoot – past two feet past the bucket, if they're a man, you go to a high pick and roll, he's in drop coverage, that gives probably Zakai Ziegler's going to be your point guard in the situation, just once you get past the screen, a little floater, or you can go five out, you can go all small ball, spread it around, quick, quick, quick passes, and you end up actually usually most of the time with a corner three. I mean, you look at it in the NBA playoffs, every year you have Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert and Colin Castleton, basically the same thing you had last night. You had a big camped out under the basket, clogging the paint, and, I mean, the second option is good, too, but the problem is you don't have anybody that can knock down a three three right now or any shot in general, actually. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's pretty bad right now offensively. I mean, you mentioned the scoring droughts. Last night at the 8.58 mark, we went up 46-42, to 42, finally clawed back in the game, was up by four. And you should have put your foot yep, in on, their face. On their neck. Absolutely. You, you go down there, I mean – I've heard college on the previous show say the atmosphere, once they went down, it was just kind of deflating, like they knew it was coming. And then uh, from the 858 mark until the 421 mark, you do not score a single bucket, single point, actually. And that's a problem is when we don't have confidence, and we go back to the Kentucky game with this, even when we were up, it still did not feel like we were about to win that game. Mm-mm. Last night, you could just sense that something was going to happen. And I don't want to feel like that. I want to feel like if we've got – you know, finally clawed our way back. You know, you're down four to seventeen at one point. I think, what we finally start scoring at that point. But once you take a lead, after you claw your way back, we should have the confidence as fans to say, okay, we're about to close this game out. We're about to go on a run here. We're about to go up by ten points. We're going to win this game by at least you know five to eight points. That's the mindset that we should be able to have as fans especially with a veteran team like this I mean you've had guys it's happened in March before like you've got Josiah who's been here for four years Olivier's been here four years Santi's been here four years 
Uh, Euros has been here four years. Four of those five guys of all all veteran. Tyreek Key, although he has not been with us for four years, he's a veteran guy also. You got veterans up and down this team. That's something that when you sense a little fear in another team, you got to step on their throat. You got to have a little killer instinct, and that's also something this team is really lacking. You know, we uh, once we get down and we get any kind of um, I don't even know the word. Like when we get, we're not resilient. I guess is my word. When we when we're up and like when things are going good, we're good. But then the second we get knocked down or we get take a blow and a team goes on a seventeen to two run like Florida did last night two times, uh, we don't seem to bounce back, and uh, that's a big concern because in March you're going to be playing great teams even from round one, and if you can't handle a little adversity, then uh, you're in trouble. That you are. Let's get right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Fake Bob is first. What do you say, Fake Bob? Hello, fellas. What's up? Um, so I'm going to ask you all a question. Do you think that we're hitting the point where we're playing up and down to our competition? I think that's that's actually a really good indicator of where we are. I think we're look, overlooking people, too. Florida and now Kentucky. Because, I mean, let's call, let's call it like it is, man. We should have won last night. We should have beat Kentucky. And that Colorado loss was a very, very bad loss. It's like, what, what are we yeah. doing? You go – you beat the hell out of South Carolina. You get off to a slow start at Mississippi State in the first half, but then you claw your way back. It just – it's maddening. Like, that's the best way to put it, man. It's just maddening with the inconsistency and, like you said, you know, almost playing down to your opponent last night. Yeah, I feel like that there's been times this year with the teams that we're supposed to beat, we have – just like kind of just went through the motions, and I think our defense has been so good in those games that it's built us out. But last night, Florida was hitting just enough shots to basically get the win. Obviously, well, I mean, when you got what's his name, Kyle Lofton from Florida, you know, just finds his rhythm. It's a few shots late. Of course, Colin Castleton just doing what he does. I mean, it was never it was never going to end good last night. Another thing is, I thought uh, we looked tired. Like that's not something that I mean, you come off a great win against Texas Saturday night, and then you don't play again until Wednesday. I don't know if what was going on in practice, we were, if he's running the crap out of him or what. But I mean, that was a top ten defensive efficiency according to Ken Palm. Florida was, and you weren't ready to play even from the jump. I mean, you got down in seventeen to four hole before he could even blink. And before we go any further. One thing that I want to mention, and this play stood out to me more than anything last night, Zakai Ziegler has a wide-open three once he gets the ball, right? He doesn't take it. He drives to the other side of the lane, dishes it to Kamwa, who then does some sort of circus pass back to him, and we don't get the shot off. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, we just had two or three chances to score right here, and we did not take advantage of it. And instead, it results in a turnover. You still there, Fake Hello. Bob? I think we've lost Fake Bob. But, yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying. It really did seem at one point like we were playing down to our competition, and you know, I hate when we do that. Let's keep things rolling on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is next. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jake Smack? Philly. Well, same old you-know-what. Yep, and it never I, – and I just get so aggravated, Phil, because you know people look at you, they look at me, they look at people like Jamie, and it's like, well, you all just hate the team. You don't want to see Tennessee do well. And, and Phil, it's the exact opposite. We want Tennessee to win national titles. We want yeah, to win the SEC championship. Four. Yeah, that's all, that's yeah. all we want. 
That's all we yeah. want. But you know, we be we're critical about the team, and we're haters. Yeah, we're haters, Phil. That's all you and I are, apparently. Well, haters tell the truth. You know what? I know it. Yeah. Well, that's why people are mad at us right now because we're right. It's not hating; it's realistic. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty much how it is. Well, part of their problem is is uh, they don't have an alpha dog on their team, and uh, we really don't have a guy who can get a bucket when we really need one. Yeah. We, nah. We've been saying that all, all year, year long too. Because we've been here, sitting here, we've had. We've had the debate. It's like, who's your guy that's going to go get you a bucket? At the, you get Ten seconds left, down one. Who are you giving the ball to? And no one knows, still. And he's uh, – I don't know what they do uh, on their rotation. Uh, they're, they're shortening the rotation now. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, the problem is you've got uh, – your Ross and Key are playing atrocious right now, and then he brings everybody else down to playing bad. I would have liked to see some more walk a minutes last night. What do you have? Like one minute, two fouls. Tell they pulled two him. Two fouls. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, if he has two fouls, you're not going to play him down the stretch. I mean, the and, game is dead. You need some energy. Yeah. He brings energy to yeah. the game. I don't care if he has two fouls or he gets four fouls in the first half. I mean, you're not going to play him. You're not going to play him meaningful minutes down the stretch. So why not just let him get his fouls and keep playing? Yeah, he's got five fouls. Let's use all of them. Yeah, exactly. Rough him up. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, and Pearl Ziegler's playing too many minutes, and it's like you said, they they did look tired last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I just I'm just looking at the shots right now. I mean, I feel like the pecking order right now. I mean, it's Ziegler and Comwar should be your one and two, but I mean, Phillips is only taking four shots a game. Like that's a problem. He should be going a lot farther along at this point in the season. And you know, I really looked at him as someone that could maybe blossom this season, but. I mean, there's no way unless he just picks it up in the tournament, SEC, and in March Madness that he's going to have an NBA stock. No, absolutely not. And I think he was one of the only two people that shot right at or above 50% last night. Two for four. And then Jonas Adu was two of three. Those are the only two guys that shot at 50% or better last night. Well, Phillips needs tw- at least 10 shots a game at the minimum. That's what I was yes. about to say. Josiah's yes. taking 11 and going two for 11. You can't have that. Yeah. Because I can go ahead and keep shooting because uh, he'll, he'll he'll hit his fair share, but like, he's either feast or phantom when it comes to uh, shooting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Scovey's not in a rhythm either. No, I mean, those guys, they're either going to go for 70% or they're going to go for 20. Yeah, or last night, consistency at all. And last night's case, some of them going for 10%. But, Phil, I mean, what's going to happen this Saturday? You, I mean, well, Saturday's a must win now. Yeah, Buck Pearl's coming to town, and uh, what are all these people going to say when if Buck Pearl pulls uh, the upset? I, mean, I think Saturday's a must-win. No other way around it. Well, here we were. I guess it was Tuesday. We were talking like we should win. We should have won our next four games. Mm-hmm. Maybe three and one. You're not even the hard part of the SEC schedule. No, yet. I guess no. the thing is we're not even to the toughest part of our schedule yet. Yeah, and you look at all these losses we've had uh, outside of the Arizona game or against the teams that are not that good. This is probably the worst, uh, one of the worst Kentucky teams we've ever uh, lost to come down here. And one of the worst Florida teams. I mean, they're terrible this year. Yeah, Billy Donovan's not on that sideline anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the, also, some of these teams have good post players, and they – a team that has a good post player gets his problems along with quick guards. I don't. I, it's like a disaster. It's a recipe for disaster for us. 
I mean, that's the thing, Phil. You're missing you're missing that dominant big man. I mean, let's call it like it is, guys. I mean, we don't have a dominant big man. You had Kamwa the other night against Texas. Yeah, he had a career game. But what did he do last night? I mean, you look at the last year's tournament, what beat us? Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. And, and the quick, go, go, quick little cards, yeah. both of them, for yeah. Michigan. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, uh, Barnes is not going to change. You know it and I know it. We just got to hope we'll get lucky. That's all. That's well, that's, really that's part of the battle with basketball. I think the guys that are sitting out on their team uh, at guard are better than what's starting. Hmm. That's an interesting point. It's a very interesting point. Because they'll probably be the, you know, the, the major contributors next year, and everybody's going to see uh, why didn't they play. Hmm. I'm really interested in DeLeon, Phil. Uh, that's that's what I'm really looking at. For I'm next scared year. about that situation right now, and I'll tell you why. Because we've already brought him in. It's like, okay, we're going to bring you in early, but you're going to redshirt, which is the most useless thing that we could do. You know, we tried to do that last year with uh, NJ Tamba. That didn't work out. I'm afraid that if he does not get the starting minutes or just any minutes at all going into next year, we're going to lose him. You know, a couple other people are they're probably going to transfer out, and I just. It scares me because what if one of them goes to another SEC school? What if another one of them goes to another Power 5 school and just goes off? That looks awful on Tennessee. Not just Rick Barnes, but it looks awful on Tennessee. Well, I mean, all these guys that leave Tennessee end up doing better when they leave here. No. Uh, don't remind me. Look at DJ Burns. Look at Justin Powell. Look at Victor, Drew Pember. Victor Bailey. Victor Bailey. The guy that's in the Nebraska. Derek Walker. Derek, Derek Walker. Walker. Quentin DeBoonjay. <laughs> well, in the end, we'll, we'll be proven right about all these people we've talked about. You're not wrong, Phil. You're not wrong. And, you know, people, you know, wanted to come at me last night because I said something along the lines of, you know, a number two team in the country and, quote, unquote, the best team in Tennessee history does not lose to a garbage 12-9 and Florida team. I don't care if it is a road loss. I don't care if the game we was on the road or in a neutral side. We might be number two, but we're definitely not the second most talented team in the country. No, 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 not, no. no uh, close. I mean, we got a bunch of stiffs that, you know, that show out on games that we've lost. I mean, I think the big, one of the big reasons we're number two is because this is the most open college basketball has ever been that I can remember in my lifetime. There's no dominant team this year. No, and it's one of those things every year we look at it. And it's like, okay, it's theirs to lose or it's theirs to lose. These are your top three teams. These One of these three is going to win it all come March. And this year it seems like absolutely nobody wants it. It's like this is anybody's. Nobody wants to take it. It's anyone's ball game. Yeah. yeah. One more thing. Uh, what, what happened to Tom Brady fan? Did he play hooky because Tom Brady retired? What's going on? Phil, if you only knew the madness that we had to deal with the past few days. Oh, buddy. Really? Is he recovered yet? Well, he fell into a big old sloppy mud pit. It was covered in mud, water, and oil. Well, he probably thought Tom Brady was down there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had that picture of Hickman. Bless his heart. Fell down into a muddy hole. Let's keep things rolling. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel? How you all doing this evening? Pretty good. You know, Jake, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle on all this, and um, and 
you know, I've, I think I, I, I spoke to you earlier about it. It's I'm I'm not taking for granted. I, I would prefer to be in our situation of constantly being the discussion rather than not. And I would rather um, I would take our early exit in the tournament all day long. But the problem I have is if we are ranked the number two team in the nation and Ken Ken Palm number one and all these analytics that we're the best team in the history of college athletics and basketball, you don't do what you do in its in its in its mid season form. It's it's prime Rick Barnes. And and my whole thing with that loss is we have to get it, it it's 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 proven that you have to be a one or a two seed with Rick Barnes to get to get past that first weekend in, in, in March. And every game from here on out to me is a must win to get that one or two seed. I, I think you got to literally win out every single game plus SEC tournament championship. But I don't even know the championship matters anymore, according to Joe Lenardi. It, no. <laughs> I mean, the, championship, the, the championship doesn't matter because last year proved that it didn't matter. Yep. If, if the championship mattered, we would have been a two seed last year or a one seed. But it doesn't matter. No. So it matters winning out the regular season now to get that one or two seed. But that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what, you know, you know, grinding my gears so, so bad last night is because we got to get that one or two seed to make a run in March. I mean, that's the thing is right now, the way we're playing, you got to be consistent every single day in March. Well, I mean, the thing is, even if we do get a one or two seed and we play like we did last night, you're not winning. You may not even make it out of the first round. Agreed. Yeah, that's, that's so, a fact. It doesn't matter. Well, the thing is, like, well, we used to say all the time, it's like, well, if we get a one seed, we don't have to worry about losing to a 16 seed. Well, guess what? That's now happened. 15s beat twos more often than we realize. And that's the reason that Conzo Martin got to the Sweet 16 in his last year here was because Duke got beat by Mercer. Yep. Yes. You know, and, and you know, guys, I, I tweeted out that this, this is the game why we don't trust Rick Barnes is because this is what happens in the tournament. You have a team that punches us in the mouth and we don't adjust or or we get thrown off our game. And it all comes back to the fact that we don't have a guy that can get us a bucket. We don't have a guy who can score. And we have all these guys like Phillips and Triple J that when they go silent and, and Tyreek Key that, you know, completely useless, when they don't pr- produce, you know, you have to rely on the Kai Ziegler and, and – and Cumwall played pretty decent, but that, they they were your only options. And when those are your only options, like it don't matter how you defend if you can't put the ball in the bucket, you ain't you ain't you're, you're not going far. Yeah, real quick, just like down the stretch, we have no composure. To your point, anytime we are in a close game or we're down by a couple points, we start jacking up threes and doing stupid stuff that we don't normally do. I mean, look at Kentucky. Look at last night. We start just freaking out, hitting the panic button, just panic mode. And, yep, and you're and that's it. And and that's what happens in the tournament with us. But like I said, I'm somewhere in the middle of all this. I, I like I'm I'm thankful that we're in the tournament, but it's proven that Rick Barnes has to be a one or a two seed to get past the opening weekend. And right now we're staring down the barrel of not being there, of, of being that one or two seed, and we got to win out. Every game is now important. I mean, you probably could have lost two games had you not lost last night. Now I don't think you. I think. Maybe losing one game, maybe, maybe. I don't even know. That might put you at the two line. But um, I don't know, guys. It's it's. Um, we've certainly been in worse spots, but you know, I'm I'm still I'm still 
you know, have. I mean, we'll still get there, but how far we go, we'll never know. Y'all have a good night and go balls. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Daniel. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Fan Run Radio Overtime continues, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Rex is next. What do you say, Rex? Hey, guys, I like the hard style intro music there. Absolutely. You know, you find something on TikTok, and you like the videos associated with it, and you just play it. You don't hear a lot (laughs) of that in East Tennessee, but I'm uh, I'm into it. So, anyway, uh, hope it's all been wild, but while I talk to you all, the – that game last night was just so hard to watch. It was very frustrating. It was very frustrating. That's uh, yeah. That's all I would it say. is everything that it is the sum of our fears, right? Some giant big guy gets in there, does this. We're not supposed to lose this game. Completely ice cold shooting. Is it like whatever they've got on Vescovy? Because a big game, he never does well. I feel like that's pretty much the key to stopping Tennessee is shut down Vescovy. That's all you got to do. Yep. If you got a big man, you're going to win the game. You shut him down. Big man and shut down Vescovy. There yeah. you go. That's it. Because that's exactly what happened to us at the tournament last year. Yep. Yeah, they against Michigan. At 27. Golly. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. And I don't think it's, it's Barnes. Like, the team seems like they come out and they've just been – you know, beat the, or they're afraid, or they're tired, or they're overlooked. But like, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope they can do it. But we all seen this script before. I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, the reason that we are so hard on this team is because they're consistently inconsistent. That is the one thing they are consistent with. Like Davis said during the break was that we are consistently inconsistent. What is the word on Triple J now? So, was he a five-star coming out? Oh, yeah, he was a McDonald's All-American, man. Yeah, Yeah, he was a five-star, yeah. So, he was a rock star, and he just seems to be just kind of an average SEC player, right? Yep, that's about right. I mean, if you look, I mean, look at the tape. You can see, like, like people he played, man. He was a point guard, five-star point guard coming out of high school, too. How do you play point? He definitely looks like a a four or a three. Big guard, I guess. But, I mean, he played a little point his freshman year here. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, I just hope he gets better. He seems like a decent guy, a good guy, and just uh, it's just kind of a sad thing that maybe in the three-point and layup-only game he may not be the best unless he starts to slash like LeBron. This brings up an interesting discussion because every time we start talking basketball and people that have transcended the game, we talk about Michael Jordan because not only did he transcend the game of basketball, but he transcended the fashion industry as well. And I heard something said the other day between me and a couple of my friends is that Steph Curry technically transcended the game, but not everybody can shoot the three like Steph Curry. You don't have your high-flying guys that can dunk anymore. You don't have the best dunkers in the NBA in the NBA dunk contest. You got a bunch of guys that want to jack up threes. And when you're younger, you can't dunk the ball if you're five foot nothing. So guess what you're going to do? 
you're going to shoot the three. By the way, y'all, uh, LaMelo Ball was ranked 23rd in Josiah's class. Josiah was 22nd. LaMelo <laughs> <laughs> Ball. Nice. Nope. He's ranked above LaMelo, man. Why don't you tell everybody what I'm doing right now? Just ate so, a cup. Is Rex still here? I'm still here. Okay. I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll let you guys eat in peace. Go Vols. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Did I hear that stat right that made me eat a styrofoam cup? Is there one anyone else that's just yeah right my, yeah right mind behind, boggling him? behind him? Um, wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, Patrick Williams. He plays for the Bulls now. Yeah. yeah. He's a small forward. Baycott was 27th. Yep. What? Wendell Moore was 29th. Yep. Uh, Shebway was 31st. Nice. Johnny Juzang, 33rd. Nice. Um, Isaac Okoro now plays for the Cavaliers, 36th. Uh, Boogie Ellis, 38th. Drew Timmy was 43rd in that class. Omar Payne, the guy who broke uh, Fulkerson's face, was 45th. Kofi Cockburn was 46th in that class. <laughs> and, yeah, that's pretty much for the top 50. That was ranked behind uh, Josiah Jordan James. Wow. Get me TJ, the Kentucky fan. Hi, TJ. TJ, you there? TJ. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? Hey. You know, I, I heard a lot of Tennessee fans throwing the uh, Kentucky loss in with Florida and Colorado's loss. And I understand that Kentucky has not been probably even a Sweet 16 team this year. But don't forget, when Kentucky played at Tennessee, that was the first time they've used the lineups that we've all wanted them to use. And since then, we're 5-0 and in the SEC using that lineup. So I think that was a completely different Kentucky team than before the Tennessee team, if that makes sense. No. I wish I felt the same way, but it was a home loss to it down Kentucky team. That's the way all Tennessee fans see it. So, But that, that lineup you're talking about is deadly, TJ, oh, because they can switch one through four. The only one who really can is Sheway, and Sheway's already a monster as it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You don't, have to do anything. you don't have to do anything with him. He's already yeah, dominant exactly. at what he does. You don't have to touch what he's doing. You just let him be him. Let him cook. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I saw a crazy stat the other day. I think it was the last, I don't know how many, 10 or 15 national champions, their Ken Palm rankings offensively and defensively both were in the top 10 or top 15, I think. If I was a Tennessee fan, your Ken Palm ranking for defense, I think, is like number one, but your Ken Palm ranking for offense is 41. That would kind of worry me. Well, and two, TJ, I mean, you saw with our football team, you know, defense doesn't always win it for you. You got to have an offense that can put up points. If you got an offense that can put up points – you, know, you give yourself a better shot. If you have, if you play great defense, that's fine. That's all well and good. But if you're not putting the ball in the basket, not getting points, which means you're not going to win that game. Last night's proof of yeah. that, TJ. When you shoot 29% from the field, 20% from three, you're not going to win ball games. No, you're not. You're not at all. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And, and you know, talking about Triple J of, of being a five-star Look, Kentucky fans know all about five-star busts in basketball. Look at Scal Labissier and uh, Devin Askew just for, you know, the past couple of years. 
That's why I don't. I know Kentucky's bringing in, I think, five of the top 12 players next year. Three of the top I four. Look, yeah. I, yeah, I don't look into that. I don't. Until I see them on the court, until I hear Coach Cal talk about how they're developing or how they're shooting, I don't put anything into that at all. Well, and you, you've heard me say it before. I think that Reed Shepard might end up being the most effective out of those guys. You look at the Tyler Hero situation. Oh, who was I, the lowest-ranked recruit in that class? It was yeah, Tyler Hero. I, I, I literally completely agree with you. And now here's the thing that Calipari does. He gets it in his head that if you make a mistake, you come out immediately. I mean, Bryce Hopkins just came out. He transferred to Providence. He just came out in an interview saying that he loves playing with this new coach at Providence because he's not always looking over his shoulder. And if he makes a mistake, this coach lets him play through it. Calipari just pulls you. He's got him playing scared. I hope he does not do that to Reed Shepard because I'm telling you, Reed Shepard is probably a two- or three-year player, and I promise you he will lead the NCAA in three-point field goal percentage at least one of those seasons. I would not be surprised to see it at all. Y'all have a good one, man. Appreciate the phone call, TJ. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio. It is time to find out who is going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight. I've been excited for this day for a while. Davis, how did we do the other night? Both teams went 4-1. and one. Nice. So will uh, let you all have first pick then. Okay, then. I was going to give you all, but I, I will go first. Um, I'm going to go Evan Mo or excuse me, Donovan Mitchell, 20-plus. All righty. Tyrese Halliburton, 20-plus. He's back. Um, is Giannis playing? Yes. He can be Giannis, 20-plus. Lamelo. Speaking of. Speaking of that guy. Darius Garland, 20-plus. Hmm. Give me Jalen Brunson. Damn it. Give me uh, Luca if he's playing. Yes. C.J. McCollum. McCollum, C.J. Plus, all right. Um, it's our last pick, Callum. I really want to be green here and just go all Cavs, but I, 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 Cavs money line. None of y'all pick LeBron, so I'm gonna go LeBron twenty plus. I don't, I don't Did anybody so. pick DeRozan yet? No. Give me DeRozan. There are your picks for tonight. I cannot wait to see Tyrese Halliburton back on the floor. First game in years. Yeah, it's been it's been about a month actually since I forgot to pick him. Dealing with a little bit of an injury, so to speak. So, what are your all's thoughts for tonight's games? Um, I would take any props you can find on the Cleveland Cavaliers to either cover, money line, anything you can find, first quarter spread, anything, especially maybe fourth quarter, whatever the line is. You are just going in and on D- the Grizzlies and Dylan right Brooks, now. And Dylan Brooks. This is unders. A, this is a primetime game. You would take the Dylan Brooks under. On everything? Everything. Everything. On and everything. Uh, I don't know about everything, but definitely points because yeah, it usually hovers around 21. Yeah. Well, 
there you have it. Let's see if Dylan Brooks' name pops up on the bad list here. Uh, actually, it does not. Funny enough, I see more jaw. Jaron Zach Jackson Jr. He's out. He's yeah. out. He's out. Yeah. Huh? He's doubtful with right thigh soreness. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. He must be fifty-fifty on everything because he is not showing up on any of the list. Well, feels like he's zero on everything. Yeah, I mean, out of his last five, uh, Dylan Brooks is averaging ten point eight points, one point four three pointers made, three assists, and he's not even registering on rebounds. Ten point eight on probably twenty five percent from the field and. 15, 15 from three. Yep. Maybe take Desmond Bain, 20-plus. I actually don't – I actually don't hate that. I mean, last night was his first game back. After yeah. missing two games, he was he was a little off. But, I mean, he's going to have to carry the load tonight. I mean, you got Ja and uh, Bain going against uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. So, but, yeah. yeah. Back court's going to be exciting. Front court, not so much. Yeah, I mean, it might be a fun game to watch, though. Yeah, it won't. It won't. It won't. We have no Jaron, no Steven Adams. We're going to get out rebounded 75 to nothing. You have you Jared know. Allen might have. What, yeah, whatever Jared Allen's uh, rebound total for tonight, you probably want to go over. And maybe Evan Mobley blocks or rebounds. I mean, the starting lineup for them is what? Garland, Mitchell, <clears throat> LaVote, Mobley, Allen? Yes. yes. Okay, no. yeah. yeah. I can see all five of them scoring 20-plus tonight. Out of their last five. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 17, Darius Garland 22.2, Evan Mobley 16.8, Jared Allen 16, and Karis LeVert 9.8. Well, Mitchell just came back from injury. That's yeah. why I. That's why his average is so low. Yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted to say something to you the other night because you picked him his first night back, yeah. but you're doing the same thing with Halliburton, so I'm just going to let you be. Yeah, we picked I got Ingram. confidence in Tyrese Halliburton, man. I mean, the other night Ingram came back and he had like 12 points yeah, or something from his uh, first night back. So I mean, it's going to be a warm-up game. i got to do it for the brand, though. I understand it. I understand it. Hmm. Some other interesting notes for tonight. If you want to go positive bets, LeBron James, rebound total, 7.5. He has hit 10 out of the last 10. Evan Mobley, points, 14.5. 8 out of the last 10. Mason Plumley, 13.5 points, 8 out of his last 10. Dorian Finney-Smith, 1.5 assist, 8 out of his last 10. Russell Westbrook. 14 and a half points, seven out of the last 10. Let's go move over to the bad list. Michael Porter Jr., two and a half assists, one out of his last 10. RJ Barrett, two and a half assists, one out of his last 10. Tyler Hero, four and a half assists, two out of his last 10. Caleb Martin, 10 and a half points, two out of the last 10. Oh man, Caleb Martin on here twice. Ugh. His assist as well, one and a half, two out of his last 10. Is that the one that plays for the Heat or the Hornets? Um, Caleb plays for the Heat. Beat. Cody plays for the Hornets. Okay. Yeah. So go with a good list. Go with a bad list. Uh, Tyler Hero is actually on this list as well for his rebounds. Five and a half. He's at two out of the last ten. Tyler Hero on points is in the red as well. Twenty and a half. Three out of the last ten. You and I have been the the unfortunate Hero uh, merchants. Victims of that. Yeah. yeah, we've been the victims there. Uh, another Heat player, Bam Adebayo. Twenty-one and a half points. Three out of his last ten. <laughs> John Morant rebounds, six and a half, three out of his last ten. Jaron Jackson Jr. rebounds, seven and a half, three out of the last ten. Shocker. Shocker. Wow. The only time that Jaws over is his triple doubles that he's had. He's trying to become a triple double merchant, but it yep. doesn't mean anything without the win, man. Yep. Well, when we first started, you know, collecting this stuff and 
you know, trying to figure out what the best prop bet's going to be, I noticed that his rebounds were always going under. Mm-hmm. And I started doing ja. that. Ja, Jen. Ja. Oh, uh, yeah. Jaw under well now that Steven Adams is out for an extended period of time Jaw's rebound totals will eventually go up uh, I think he's averaging nine and a half over his last two games but I mean Jaron rebounds that's pretty much a pretty safe bet for the under regardless if Steven Adams is out there or not way she goes bud that's gonna do it for hour number one hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run Radio <laughs>